All right, there is a Tamil Lachish here today. So, uh, we, as we get closer to Pesach, so we're going to talk a lot about Mitzrayim and Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So, I thought maybe we'll talk about the Isser to live in Mitzrayim. There have been thriving Jewish communities in Egypt for centuries. The Rambam, the Radvaz, Shita Mukabet says, the Arizal in his youth, uh, Ravad Yosef for some point in time, all lived in, uh, in Mitzrayim. So, the question is, how do you make sense of this considering that there are three different places in the Torah where the Torah explicitly tells us that a Jew is not allowed to live in Mitzrayim? And uh, the Yerushalmi makes a big deal out of the fact that it's three different times in the Torah. So this conversation became very much the Maisa and something that was discussed very popularly after Israel and Egypt signed a peace treaty in 1979, I want to say. So uh, so that was... Uh, so one important source is Gemara and Sukkah and Daphne Ralph and Beis. The Gemara and Sukkah tells us about Alexandria Shal Mitzrayim. Remember about the Beis Knesset of Alexandria Shal Mitzrayim where they would wave the flags and everyone answered Amen. So Gemara said, wow, what, a, what, a, what an ear ve'en be Yisrael. What a huge community. What happened to that community? Oh, it was all destroyed. Why were they punished? Why were they destroyed? And the Gemara says, because they violated they violated this halach of going and living in Mitzrayim. So they were punished by being wiped out. So why exactly is this Asr? What is the reason for the Isser? So Rabbeinu Bechai writes in Parshat B'Shalach that the people of Mitzrayim were very immoral. They were Shtufe Zima and Kamei uh, Seher Mitzrayim that you're not supposed to do. Your Dafka is supposed to do the opposite of what they so they can have very negative influence on a person. Uh, the Yerayim uh, the writes that the reason that we're not supposed to go back to Mitzrayim is that it's slap in the face of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Here he went out of his way so much to save us from the slavery of Mitzrayim and he took us out of Mitzrayim and did all these miracles to perform Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim and we go and we go right back in on our own volition. That would be terrible. The Arizal uh, explains that wherever a Jew lives he needs to extract the holiness that's uh, hidden in that place and to elevate that holiness. So when the Jewish people left Mitzrayim they emptied it out of, of all of its holiness. The Gemara Masechus Brachos says, whatever, I forgot already, that uh, like the, the bird nest, uh, the bird trap that has no grain in it, the fish thing that has no fish in it, so it's been totally emptied out of any neat sotsos of Kedusha could ever have, and what's the point? The whole point of a Jew living anywhere, the whole point of having uh, Gullus is to be able to draw out the, uh, the Kedusha. And not only that, the consequences have been pretty terrible every time we have, we've got on, uh, back to Mitzrayim. The Yushalmi tells us that we've ignored this three different times throughout history, and each time there were tragic consequences. Yushalmi at the end of Maseches Sanhedrin says that the first time was when the Jews in the northern kingdom of Israel, under the leadership of King Hoshea ben Ella, uh, uh, appealed to Egypt for aid against uh, against Ashur, and that was against the warnings of Yeshayo and Avi that we shouldn't do this, and that uh, these are not men of God, and their horses are uh, flesh and not spirit, etc., and uh, Shalman the king of uh, Ashur found out that the Jews had appealed to Mitzrayim and he took it as a sign of rebellion and he invaded the northern kingdom, he conquered the land and exiled the ten tribes all over the place to distant, distant places and they were never heard from again, so that was a pretty significant uh, repercussion of trying to go back to Mitzrayim to secure whatever funding or whatever military help we wanted from Mitzrayim. The second time was after the destruction of the first base of Mikdash. Yermiyahu and Navi warned the Jewish people not to go down to Mitzrayim, but uh, the Jews, led by Yochanan ben Kareach, didn't listen, and we went to Mitzrayim anyway, and there was tragedy there as well, as the Navi Yermiyahu uh, uh, identifies. And then, after the destruction of the second base of Mikdash, uh, when many Jewish people sought uh, safe haven in Mitzrayim, so 50 years later, the Roman Emperor destroyed the entire community. So it didn't end well. We're not supposed to do this. Like we said before, says you're not supposed to do 
it. So what exactly are the heterim? So it seems that there are four major heterim that are identified by the Rishonim and Achronim. The first is Rabbeinu B'chaim, Parshish B'Shalach says that the whole thing was only in Israel of Horaz Shah, that it only applied to the Yotzim Mitzrayim, because the Pasuk says, Kesharisa Mitzrayim Hayom, Lososif, Lerosamot, that it's Dafka, those people who see Mitzrayim now, you are not allowed to go back and see them again, you're not allowed to go back to, uh, to Mitzrayim. So the Achronim point out that that's very difficult, because that's against the Beferish Gemara and Sukkah. The Gemara and Sukkah asked about the people in Alexandria Shal Mitzrayim, that was not the original generation that left Mitzrayim, that was many, many, many generations later and yet they were still punished. The second Mahalich is suggested based on a comment that Tosos has in Masechus Yevamos. In Yevamos Tavayin Vavam Beis it discusses Psulei Kahal and says that there was a Ger Mitzri who was a Talmud of Rabbi Akiva and he realized that as a Mitzri Rishon he's not allowed to marry a Basi soul so he found a Shidduch who's a Mitzris Rishona and then, therefore the child was a Mitzri Shani and he wanted to find a Shidduch for his child who was a Mitzris Shnia who was also second generation very limiting in terms of the Shidduch crisis, but the, uh, you know, he filled out his profile and saw you at Sinai or something, l- l- looking dafka for a mitzvah uh, shniya, so that the grandchild could be mutalova bakal. So uh, you see that these uh, halachos uh, are being practiced in the days of the Torah. It also says, what do you mean? In the days of the Torah, that shouldn't have been a problem anymore, because after all, uh, the uh, Torah says that this is why uh, the Kvar Allah Sancheir Bilbil's Kalolam. Sancheir already came, and he mixed around all the people, and the mitzvah aren't the Mitzvah anymore, and the Amonim aren't the Amonim anymore, the Moavim aren't the Moavim anymore. Everyone is all over the place. No one is who they seem to be. So Tosa says that's why Rabbi Yeshua allowed Yehuda Geramoni to marry a regular Jewess based on Bilbo as Kolo Ulam. So there's no way of knowing who is who. So Tosa quotes a Rashi, Masechasota, the Nerachinami. Rabbi Kiva said that this Talmud, Minyamin, this uh, Mitzri uh, Ger, was mistaken, and that there's no longer a din of Mitzri nowadays. That's Tosa's first answer. Then Tosa quotes a Bahag that. Uh, so there are two opinions whether there's an Isra to marry a Ger Mitzri both opinions are quoted in Shulchan Aruch so some of the Achronim uh, say ah oh, if you assume that the Mitzrayim aren't the Mitzrayim anymore maybe the whole issue of returning to Mitzrayim is not because of Mitzrayim but it's because of the Mitzrim, they're the problem and if they're not the ones that inhabit the land anymore especially if you hold that the reason is the negative influence that those people have and they're not the ones that inhabit the land anymore, maybe there's not going to be a problem anymore. The problem with that is that the Gemara's discussion of Alexandria Shal Mitzrayim, that was uh, after Sancheirv came and was involved with Kalumos, and still the Gemara says that they were punished for being in Mitzrayim so how do you uh, reconcile that? So the Ritva in Mesechus Yuma says that's not such a problem because maybe Sancheirv was Mevalbel and uh, he didn't do such a great job in being involved all the Egyptians, and the Egyptians came back, but there were bilbulim machar bilbulim. It happened many, many times over where people were uh, traveling and thrown out and, uh, you know, exiled far away. So now, by the time uh, we're living now, says the Ritva, in the times of the Rishonim, it's already no longer the original Mitzrim. However, others say, like the other day, Antoso said, it's not, or that it's not a function in geography uh, at all, of, of, uh, that it is a function of geography, rather, not a function of who lives there. So the third approach is that uh, the, which is quoted from the Urayim by the Agos Maimonios in the fifth bar 
Perek of Hilchos Melachim, where he says that Lo Sosifu Lo Asra Torah Ela Biderech Hazeh Kaloma Meretz Yisrael LeMitzrayim Av Mishar Ratzos Muter that it's only Asra to go from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim. If you want to move from America to Mitzrayim, Gesundheit. But it's only a problem going from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim. There's even one opinion in Achronim, the Divrei Shol, Rav Yosef Shol Nathanson in uh, Madura Kama Parshas Masay says in his Divrei Shol that uh, the the uh, that that the Yireim means that you only violate the Yisr, not just if you go from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim, but you follow all the Masaos they went in the Midbar. You make the same 42 stops that we made in the in the Midbar. And if you don't, don't go in that exact direction, then it's not a violation of the Yisr. And that's why Parshas Masay is so important because it's Allah Chalamaisa. If you want to know how to do the Avera properly, you got to start in Eretz Yisrael and follow the plan backwards in order to be able to attend up back in Mitzrayim. So the problem is Yerushalmi says that there are three Psukim that teach us this Isser, including a Pasuk uh, in Parshas Kisava that talks about going back to Mitzrayim Ba'anios, on boats. They didn't travel in the Midbar on boats, so it's hard to imagine that that means that you have to go through those uh, those stages. But that's a third possible head to the maybe it's only an issue if you're going from Eretz Yisrael. A fourth possible head to the Ritman Yuma understands that the Isser is associated with the requirement to live in Eretz Yisrael, uh, but uh, uh, but it's dafka that there's an Isser to specifically choose Mitzrayim over Eretz Yisrael. But when Eretz Yisrael is not a realistic option, it's not a reasonable option, then there's no Isser to uh, live in Mitzrayim. So uh, when the Ritva was in Spain, there was no real realistic option to live in Eretz Yisrael. I mean, his uh, Rebbe's Rebbe the Ramban went there, but uh, you look at the Ramban's descriptions of what was going He had no choice. He was thrown out of Spain. He was too good of a debater. So they threw him out of Spain. So he had to go to, uh, to Eretz Yisrael. He was very happy to be there, but uh, you look at his descriptions, you couldn't find a minion in Yerushalayim, as uh, Rabbi Sadlovsky points out. It doesn't mean that at 11.30 at night when you're looking for the 12th minion in uh, the Shtibalach or something, that there were only nine guys there. It means you couldn't find a minion in all of Yerushalayim. They had to ship people in from elsewhere. It wasn't really Shaykh to live in, in Eretz Yisrael at that time, and maybe in such times there wouldn't be an Yisrael to the Mitzrayim. What about the Rambam himself? So you'd expect, what, the Rambam's going to tell us what the Limud Zuchos is, because he's the Rambam, and he was living there, so he would, but uh, strangely, he doesn't. In fact, in Ilchus Malachim, in Parakeh, he writes that if a Jew is allowed to live anywhere, Chutz Eretz Mitzrayim, says a Jew is allowed to live anywhere, except for Eretz Mitzrayim. The Radvaz, in Ilchus Malachim, Parakeh, Lachazayin, says that Yesh Litein Tam, Maybe the reason that I'm allowed to be here, says Radvaz, Shalosra Torah Ella Lagorsham Ulishtakeya, Liyashiva Iatachosra, Vatachosra Lishora Laprakmatia. That maybe if you're only going for business, you're not going to stay, then maybe you're allowed to do that. And if one were to then decide to settle there, you wouldn't even be Chayv Malkus because then you're not doing a Maisa. Meaning, if when you first go down, you go and just do business. And then once you're there, you say, ah, this is nice, and you stay, so then you wouldn't be Chayv Malkus because it's not Shayba Maisa at that point. But that would be the issue. The Radvaz. The Radvaz says, I came to teach Torah. That's what Ravadia went to do, to lead a community and to teach Torah, uh, but not to stay. And in fact, he returned, as did Ravadia, returned back to uh, Teretz Yisrael. Apparently, it's brought in a number of Svarim, Kaftor Ferech Perakei, and if you look in the Frankel editions of the Rambam, they quote in the Mkhor that Rav Shmuel, one of the Rambam's grandsons, said that the Rambam used to sign his letters with the words, Ha'over Bechol Yom Gimel Lavin, that someone who violates three Lavin each and every day, because Yerushalmi says that it's three three him to live in Mitzrayim. Assuming uh, this to be true, that would show that the Rambam thought that it was us to live in Mitzrayim and that he was forced to do so. Like the Ravaz says, the Rambam must have been forced to do so. The claim, though, that the Rambam actually signed his letters that way is a very spurious uh, claim. We have no evidence whatsoever, and we do have letters of the Rambam, and they are not signed in that way. In fact, on the Halacha Yomit website, that's uh, the Psakim of Ravad Yosef, Ube'emet Shemaran Harav Shlita, this is written 
written a while ago. Ravadia, Hevi Kama Achronim Shesirvu Laham in the Shmuazu. Many, many Achronim said we cannot believe such a thing. Umehem Besefer Shvile Das Shekasa Vakami Yis Chametz Levavenu Alei Dazu Shekasa Vakafta Veferach. You can you reject this? Yan Kibi Odenu Kama Yigrosh Rabbeinu Rama. We have letters of the Rambam. We never found such a thing. And uh, historians looked at the uh, writings of the Rambam. They never found such a thing. And he says the uh, Rabbim and Apostles say Kishmuas Shavhi that this is obviously not true. Halacha Lemaisa, it's also to live in Mitzrayim. Uh, the entire land of Mitzrayim is included. The borders of Mitzrayim are outlined in the Gemara in Sukkah, Dafnun Aleph. Yerushalmi in Sanhedrin, the end of the 10th parak says you can go there for business or while well, on uh, the way to another land. There's even, from what I understand, there's been Pesach programs in Mitzrayim, which is a funny thing to do. Uh, so, uh, But it's not technically in violation of the Isser. Rav Herzog has a tshuva in Heichel Yitzchak, Kevin Ezer, Chelikal of Simon Yedveis, that you're allowed to go to Mitzrayim for sightseeing and for other temporary, you know, for vacationing, things like that. The Rambam himself in the says that if the land of Mitzrayim were to be conquered by a Jewish king under the guidance of a Sanhedrin, then the Isser would go away, because at that point it would be part of the expansion of Eretz Yisrael, and it would no longer have the status of Mitzrayim. Okay, everyone have a great day and a great Shabbos.